Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
J.M. and the A.M. It's Shlomo Katz, Leif Tahar. Before that, Yaakov Shweki and Muzika. You heard Eli Marcus. He did Yishtabach Yidin with their medley. Nice piece. Maishi Tischler and company with that medley. Uh, Simcha Liners, Shira Hadasha, Shvure Lev. That's Avram Fried. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this 23rd of December, day 8 in the month of Teves, the year 5781. Tavshin Pei Aleph. 38 degrees, cloudy skies, high of 44, 60 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 38 in New York, and we say good morning from JM and the AM and everybody here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, I can't thank our community enough. I cannot thank our worldwide community enough. Uh, there are certain points during the year. There's our spring fundraiser. There's the uh, there's um, uh, the pre-Rosh Hashanah push. There are a couple of times, three, four times during the year where we really accelerate our ask uh, to keep us going. And yesterday was one of them, Giving Tuesday. We created it. It wasn't the real Giving Tuesday. It's the Giving Tuesday that we created. And we had such great response. Wonderful guests who said incredible things about this network. A lot of wonderful listeners who, between the fjbunity.org website and checks that were literally brought to the show yesterday at Gotta Get a Bagel, uh, helped us raise a good amount of money to keep on going. And now we'll be relatively quiet. We're not always quiet when it comes to fundraising. We'll be relatively quiet for the next couple of months until we get past the Purim and into our spring fundraiser. Uh, but it was really it just heartwarming the way people responded. I want to thank Schwiger One. She started my morning off really nicely. Boker Tov, she says on the app, how could there be no comments after yesterday's amazing over-the-top program? Glad to be the first. No requests, just lots of Akaras for all you do for Yidin around the globe every day. Much appreciated. Thank you. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. So a, a big thank you to everybody who made yesterday a great success. Much appreciated. We've got lots to do. Great guests today. Wonderful music today. We've already packed the first hour with great music. And the plenty more coming up, of course, on this Wednesday morning broadcast. We're here all week, by the way. A lot, lots of people in this country are off uh, different days this week. We're here. Next week, it also looks like we'll be here. I'm thinking possibly of uh, taking a day or two off, but uh, believe you me, if I do, I'll leave you in very good hands with wonderful live programming here uh, every single weekday morning. But uh, we, we have a lot of great plans for 2021. People are asking about some of the projects that normally get done this time of year and they want to know if it's uh, if anything is changing because of COVID, etc. We'll have all those announcements and everything coming up and we'll fill you in on all the information about what's happening. Uh, there's just so much going on. It's unbelievable and uh, what an honor to uh, to bring all of this great programming to you. Um, it's been quite a week, you know, another post-Dubai week with still tremendous reaction to the trip. And then, of course, the Amudim project that we were involved with, that thank God got to their goal and uh, <coughs> had me hosting on a Monday night the three-plus-hour extravaganza. And yesterday morning was uh, quite an adventure for us with five hours from Gotta Get a Bagel. Big shout-out to Joel and everybody at Gotta Get a Bagel on Broadway in Woodmere. And uh, here we are back in studio, ready with more great programming and wonderful music. Uh, the song is called Born Again. It's music and lyrics by Tzachi Alevi and performed by Tzachi Alevi and Yosef Abramson. I mentioned yesterday it's in, uh, in honor of all those who have uh, been injured uh, in the uh, 
defense of the state of Israel, the land of Israel, and the Jewish people. Uh, and it's brand new, and we've got it for you right now at JM in the AM.
Meraig Kie lecha nafshi nafshi saraig Nafshi chamna b'tzel yadecha
Tried to stop us from time and learning, yeah they tried to rob us, and we found ourselves searching for a bit of oil that would light up, and by a miracle eight days didn't dry up, and we found ourselves yearning for the light, for a train, take away the night with the light. Gotta fight all your might 'cause you can't ignite.
I want to thank you 
Cohen with that one entitled Od Shama. A little bit of a shorter selection than I thought it was. Uh, Benny Friedman with Light. Yeah, even after 37 years, <laughs> it is always hard to stay on top of everything. Uh, Benny Friedman with Light. You heard La Olam done by Pure Soul. Ari Goldwag for the Light. Uh, Animus Miros done by uh, Baruch Levine. And the Born Again selection, Sachi Halevi and Yosef Abramson together out of Israel. 
in honor of those who have been wounded and are working very, very hard uh, after their experiences uh, to uh, live life as independently as possible. Uh, it's a great video that accompanies it. You should check it out. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM with 38 degrees, cloudy skies, and a high temperature of 44. Those of you who have not yet made a commitment to be part of the Partners in Torah system, remember they are looking for mentors and students because, frankly, the uh, experience, whether you're a mentor or a student, is life-changing and certainly helps connect all of us to our heritage and our tradition, and Partners in Torah is ready to help you make it happen. Go to partnersintorah.org, partnersintorah.org, or 1-800-STUDY-42, 1-800-STUDY, the number four, and the number two, and become a mentor or a student. The One Israel Fund this coming Tuesday presents a live entertainment live show. Um, Go to oneisraelfund.org slash weareone, oneisraelfund.org slash weareone. Elizabeth Savetsky, God Elbaz, Naftali Bennett, Caroline Glick, all part of it. Uh, they'll honor Dr. Emma Laskin and Bart Baum, Ami Luri from the Shiloh Winery, Rebecca and Gabe Boxer, Gloria and Morris Grobe of Blessed Memory, the award being accepted by the Grobe, Oppenheimer, and Pollock families. And the Yedid Yesha awardees are Hannah, Talia, Molly, Isabella, and Ariel. Uh, Ariel, um, 12th graders at the SKA Halb High School for Girls. RSVP and join us Tuesday night. Oneisraelfund.org slash we are one. Oneisraelfund.org slash we are one. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Wednesday next. מתקרבים לסגר נוסף, הממונה על הקורונה, פרופסור נחמן אש, מצהיר אצל אמיר איבגי, נמליץ על שלושה שבועות של סגר מלא. למרות שהילדים נדבקים פחות, עלינו לסגור את כל מערכת החינוך. ההמלצה שלנו לפחות היא לסגר כזה, כדוגמת ראש השנה, שהוא סגר כללי, עם מינימום תנועה ומפגשים. זה נכון שילדים קטנים נדבקים, מדביקים פחות, אנחנו רואים בהם פחות תחלואה, אבל כל המסביב, כל זה גורם להדבקה מעבר למה שאנחנו רוצים בתקופה של סגר. יושב ראש השלטון המקומי חיים ביבס תקף את הכוונה לסגור את בתי הספר והגנים ואמר אל תיגעו במערכת החינוך מדווח כתבנו לענייני חינוך דורון קדוש. ביבס כתב בחשבון הטוויטר שלו, החינוך הוא הכי חיוני שיש, סגר או לא, אל תיגעו במערכת החינוך. גם בהנהגת ההורים הארצית תקפו וכתבו, האמת במערומיה, הילדים הם הראשונים שמשלמים את מחיר ההפקרות בישראל. בוועד הורי הגנים פנו לראש הממשלה נתניהו ודרשו, הילדים זקוקים ליציבות, הם לא יוכלו לספוג עוד טלטלה בסגירה נוספת. גג קרס באתר בנייה בבית ספר בגליל התחתון, שמונה פועלים נפצעו, מהם אחד קשה, כתבנו קובי מנדל. תאונת העבודה אירעה בבית הספר החקלאי כדורי שבגליל התחתון. תקרה שקרסה גרמה לפציעתם של שמונה פועלים. צוותי מגן דוד אדום פינו אחד מהם במסוק מד"א לבית החולים רמב"ם כשמצבו קשה והוא סובל מפגיעה רב-מערכתית, מורדם ומונשם. עוד שלושה שמצבם בינוני עד קשה, גם הם סובלים מחבלה רב-מערכתית, פונו לבתי החולים העמק ופוריה, ועוד ארבעה שמצבם קל, פונו לבית החולים פוריה. המשטרה ומשרד העבודה חוקרים את נסיבות האירוע. בחירות 2021 גוברים הקולות בליכוד לקיים בחירות מקדימות לרשימת המפלגה לכנסת העשרים וארבע. חברי הכנסת ניר ברקת ושלמה קרעי קראו היום לקיים פריימריז בטענה כי קיומן יחזק את הליכוד. כתבנו בכנסת יניר קוזין מציין שראש הממשלה נתניהו טרם התייחס לסוגיה. גם השר אלי כהן הביע ביומן הצהריים תמיכה ואמר 
בתחילת השבוע הבא תתקבלנה החלטה סופית. אני באופן אישי מעדיף שיהיו פריימריז, הסוגיה תגיע להחלטת חברי המרכז, ומה שיקבלו, מה שיחליטו, מבחינתי יהיה מקומן. בתחילת שבוע הבא תיפול הכרעה. מבצע לתת כתף לפני זמן קצר, ותיקי תיאטרון הקאמרי התחסנו לקורונה בבית החולים איכילוב בתל אביב. בין השחקנים ניתן למצוא את אלי גורנשטיין, אודיה קורן, נתן דטנר ורמי ברוך, כולם בני 60 ומעלה וזכאים לקבלת החיסון. גורנשטיין סיפר לכתבנו בנימין כהן ג'ייקובס, כי הוא מקווה שמבצע ההתחסנות יהיה צעד ראשון בדרך חזרה אל אולמות התרבות. אופק נפתח ו... שהתרבות, הלוואי, הלוואי תתחיל לפעול, בגלל זה אנחנו כולנו פה, עד שיפתחו, שהקהל יוכל לשבת באולמות תיאטרון, שאנחנו נוכל לתת מה שאנחנו הכי אוהבים והכי יודעים. זה מאוד אופטימי בתקופה החשוכה הזאת, אני מאוד מקווה שזה יקרה, שזה מקרב אותנו לתקופה הטובה יותר. מזג האוויר, ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה צפויים גשמים מקומיים מלווים בסופות רעמים, במדבר יהודה וים המלח קיים חשש קל משיטפונות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Hashem, Ana Hashem, Oshiana. Ana Hashem, Ana Hashem, Hatzlichana. Ana Hashem, Oshiana. Ana Hashem, Hatzlicha, Hatzlicha. Hatzlicha, Ana. Baruch Abba. Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, he is amazing. Ana uh, Hashem, the name of that one. Udi Ulman, Hadvia Azor. You heard Hayom. That was Mordechai Shapiro. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Much appreciated. Reminder that on the night of Tuesday, the 29th of December, starting at 8 p.m., I am hosting the One Israel Fund We Are One event. It's a live online entertainment show. 36 hours with a goal of $360,000 plus... On the night of Tuesday, the 29th of December at 8 p.m., a special event featuring Elizabeth Savetsky, God Elbaz, Naftali Bennett, Caroline Glick, and more, plus great honorees, guests of honor Dr. Emma Laskin and Bart Baum, Amichai Luri from Shiloh Winery, Rebecca and Gabe Boxer, 
Gloria and Morris Grobe, who are being honored posthumously with the award accepted by the Grobe, Oppenheimer, and Pollock families. And Hannah, Talia, Molly, Isabella, and Ariel, 12th graders at SKA Halb High School for Girls, they are being honored with the Yadid Yesha Award. Uh, oneisraelfund.org slash are one oneisraelfund.org slash are one Check it out, and we look forward to bringing that to you. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern better for, you, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website, kosherdogs.net, and try A&H today. Sorry about that. When you uh, go to kosherdogs.net, enjoy a 10% discount with the promo code radio. JM in the AM with a big thank you to everybody for making yesterday such a success. It was a lot of fun being in Woodmere at the Gotta Get a Bagel. Thank you to Joel, who leads the Gotta Get a Bagel crew, and they're there early in the morning listening in to us at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, it was a spectacular show with a lot of great guests who had wonderful things to say about this network. Much appreciated. And a big thank you to everybody who gave, everybody who donated a year-end donation or a monthly donation before the end of the year. Uh, very, very much appreciated. If you haven't done so yet, you can still go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and make a year-end donation. And again, I thank all of you for participating and for really, uh, based on the reaction we got to yesterday, really enjoying the show yesterday, which, of course, is paramount to us. Uh, 21 minutes after the hour, it's JM in the AM, and it's the Yeshiva Boys, it's the Yeshiva Boys Choir.
JM in the AM, Ashrei. That's the Yeshiva Boys. You are listening to the Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, and I thank you all for tuning in. And a big thank you to everybody who helped us yesterday during our Giving Tuesday. Thank you, thank you. If you haven't yet given a uh, year-end donation and you'd like to, it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Yesterday's broadcast dedicated to the memory of Dove Ben Eliyahu, a year since Barry Lieben passed away, one of our great friends and supporters. One year on the 7th of Teves, 5780. And we remember him fondly. And I know that many people in this audience remember him fondly as well. So a big, big, big dedication and uh, a um, full-fledged memorial, I would say, to uh, Barry Lieben. Yesterday's broadcast, he would have been very proud of the reaction from around the world to what we do. Um, JM and the AM, as we uh, continue on this um, a Wednesday morning broadcast, and um, I remind everybody that our friends at ShopEichlers.com, ShopEichlers.com have something unique. Uh, not only an amazing website, not only a really well-categorized and well-laid-out website with every piece of information you need, uh, but on top of that, they have a feature called same-day delivery. You're ready to be blown away? <laughs> you could actually request same-day delivery to Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Staten Island, Queens, Five Towns, Far Rockaway, Muncie, Monroe, Teaneck, Lakewood, Toms River, and Jackson, New Jersey. Yeah, you heard correctly. Same day delivery. Right now, all I keep us, and there's 150 varieties. I checked out some of them today. Some of them are really adorable, and some of them are very creative. Uh, all I keep us are 20% off, and you can see all of them if you go to shopeichlers.com. All I keep us are 20% off. Again, you can see all of them if you go to uh, shopeichlers.com. Go to shopeichlers.com. Check it out, and... Uh, Take advantage of their same-day delivery. ShopEichlers.com, powered by Eichlers in Borough Park, Brooklyn. Check them out and take advantage of their same-day delivery. And now, 20% off on all iKeepas. Go to ShopEichlers.com and enjoy. JM in the AM as we continue on this uh, Wednesday morning. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevenerbios of Alevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basrabios of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Perkei Avos that all of our days should be spent in doing tshuva, in repentance. The grandson of Reb Chaim Brisker said that Reb Chaim would choose one parak of Hilchus tshuva and learn it every day, especially during the Aserasimei tshuva. The laws of tshuva are found in the Rambam, in a Sefer of Halachos, not in something like Mora Nevuchim. These Halachos these laws are in the same category as Hilchas Shabbos, Hilchas Tefillah, the laws of Shabbos or prayer, Berchas Amazon. The ten prokim of Hilchas Tshuva are structured as the following. The first four prokim tell us of the main parts of Tshuva, how we should do it, for which Averus Tshuva is Mechaper, Tshuva atones, the severity of doing mitzvos in staying away from Averus. Chas Shalom da'onshim, the punishment, and those things that can prevent tshuva from having an effect. 
Perakei and Vav, the Rambam gives us the foundations of the concept of Bechir Chavshis, free will, that we all have. The last four prokim describe the greatness of a person who does tshuva, the reward for doing tshuva, and the good that a person will have in the Yemos HaMashiach, the days of Mashiach, and in Olam Abba, the next world. The Rambam concludes with the need to serve Hashem with Ahava, with love. Following this outline, when we reach the seventh parak, the Rambam has already discussed the detailed halachas of tshuva. The seventh parak is basically going to deal with the general concepts of tshuva, the benefits of doing tshuva, that which brings us closer to Hashem, and how one must do tshuva every day to prepare for the future. But in the third halacha of Parak Zion, the Rambam says something that seemingly belonged to one of the first four. The Rambam talks about that an individual should do tshuva for midos ra'os, for bad character traits. We see a big chiddush here, something novel, that a person also has to do tshuva for being too stingy, for getting angry, for being jealous. We don't find an allusion to this in the Torah. The Mepharshim explain that the Rambam has a way of structuring the halachos, the particular halacha in conjunction with another one, when topically it would seem to belong somewhere else. The structure of the Rambam isn't haphazard, but it reflects a great concept, an important yesod. By including midos, characteristics, personality traits, in the later prokim of the laws of tshuva, those dealing with olam the Rambam is stressing how essential and how necessary tikkun amidos is, perfecting, honing in on our personality traits, the Rambam is saying that Tikkun Amidos has implications beyond just correcting an action. We have already discussed how to correct the action in the first four prokim. Now, Rav Nemensel tells us that the Rambam talks about our tafkin in life, Olam Haba. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. on a Wednesday morning. An honor to welcome uh, Professor Yonatan Alevi, president of Shari Tzedek Medical Center, back to this program. Lots going on in Israel, unfortunately, regarding COVID-19. And here's an opportunity for us to get an update. Uh, Professor Yonatan Alevi, shalom. Welcome back to J.M. in the A.M. Shalom uvracha. Nice Good to be with you again. I appreciate that. Always nice to speak with you. Um from a medical standpoint, why is Israel going through yet another, what seems to be spike, another serious wave of COVID-19? Well, first of all, I think it's a global phenomenon, both in the U.S. and in Europe. Uh, third waves are prevailing, and uh, Israel is no exception. I also think that we could uh, avoid at least uh, a wave as high as we are witnessing now, if uh, if we were more careful, if uh, few weddings uh, were not held the way they were held, especially in the Arab segment of the population, but also in the Haredi segment of the population, if uh, people would not, uh, 
you know, congest themselves in, in malls, in shopping malls, started in Black Friday. If a family celebrated Hanukkah according to the directions that uh, really uh, preached to a strict social separation, which was not always kept, uh, but I think to avoid this third wave, as we call it altogether, no, no country was able, even Australia, that was actually free of COVID-19, um, is, is undergoing a mini wave. So it either has to do with a mutation that everybody speaks now, and it's not one mutation. It's many mutations. It may be a more contagious version of the virus that we witnessed before. Um, but I'm optimistic because most researchers, although nobody is 100% sure about it, most researchers are sure that the vaccine uh, will be efficacious against uh, the mutations as well as the original virus. And Israel is in the midst of a huge wave of uh, vaccinations. I mean, uh, there was a pilot in the first 72 hours, where close to 100,000 were um, vaccinated. And uh, the numbers for today are even higher. The apprehension uh, and the, the uh, fears from, unbased fears, I should say, from the vaccine are abating, are, are becoming smaller and smaller as more people get vaccines. We are fortunate in Israel to have the four Kupot Cholim, the HMOs, that have a marvelous organization of community service with uh, community uh, clinics uh, everywhere. So it's rather easy to get uh, uh, allotment, to get uh, allotment for the, I mean, a time, time frame for to be vaccinated within the next 24 to 72 hours. So I believe by Erev Pesach, two to three million uh, Israelis would be vaccinated, which will lead us close to herd immunity. Speaking to Professor, uh, Professor Yonatan Alevi, before we go back to the vaccine, is Israel going to go through another very serious lockdown based on what you just described, this third wave? I'm afraid. I'm afraid so. It's not final. There are still controversies. And uh, as you know, I'm a proud Israeli and very proud in all the governments that ruled in Israel since 1948. The present one excluded because uh, it's very difficult for them to reach a decision. Uh, so I'm not sure. There are still uh, still controversial among uh, cabinet members. But I think uh, the tendency is towards a lockdown within a few days to a week from now. All right. Uh, now, you mentioned uh, two, three million by Pesach. I remind everybody that Pesach is the final weekend of March just to give a perspective in terms of the timetable. You mentioned that by Erev Pesach, you think Israel could be in the 2 to 3 million range in terms of Israelis, a number of Israelis, who would at that point have been vaccinated. Now, we keep focusing selfishly on the desire to get to Israel, the desire to travel there and to visit there. Uh, we're under the assumption that until a majority of Israelis are vaccinated, we likely won't be allowed in the country. With that in mind, should we be prepared that those of us who thought that by the end of March there'll be free travel between the two countries, it's likely not going to be that way? Well, no one knows the definite answer to this question, but you can promote your chance to be able to visit Israel by Pesach if you get vaccine. 
I mean, anybody who will be vaccinated uh, with Israel, Israel reaching close to herd immunity, I believe traveling will be allowed. I cannot guarantee that someone with no vaccine, uh, that Israeli authorities, immigration authorities, would rely on the herd immunity that will not be complete by the end of March uh, and allow non-vaccinated people to enter. Maybe yes, maybe no. I believe that vaccinees would definitely be able to enter. So why don't get the vaccine? I mean, is the vaccine will not be available to every New Yorker or every American citizen in the next three months? I don't know. That's actually a good question. The way things are rolling out right now, I don't think uh, there's any definitive answer to that. Also, you might be familiar, and I think you alluded to it based on your introduction, uh, you might be familiar with the fact that a lot of high-profile people, even some in the medical world in this country, are quite skeptical about the vaccine, and that might put the brakes on the vaccine rollout for certain people or in certain areas. Why is there not the same skepticism in Israel? Well, I think there was skepticism only after the publication of Pfizer and Moderna there is the very convincing results. I think part of the skepticism dissipated after the FDA approval, and the last segment of the skepticism is being dissipated these days as more and more Israelis are vaccinated with no report, no report on any significant side effect. And on the other side, the government, this time acting very efficiently, Every evening and during the day, on every TV screen, you see opinion leaders who are appearing, getting the vaccine, preaching, telling about, I'm a commentator on one of the Israeli TV channels, and time and again, I give the scientific evidence that this vaccine is safer than any vaccine that we got in the past that was based on a live attenuated virus or on a killed virus. You're talking about a molecule, the messenger RNA, that this integrates in the cell within hours to days after the injection that cannot affect the DNA, it cannot penetrate the DNA. It's based on scientific logic. It's the safest vaccine ever. So when, 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 when uh, lay people... Uh, not medical people, but lay people uh, express skepticism because of the speed with which the vaccine was developed. Do medical people like you say that's silly because they don't realize, meaning the average person doesn't realize, just how advanced technology is now in 2020? And if a vaccine 15 years ago took three or four years, yes, we are at a point where now, 15 years later, a vaccine could be developed in under a year. Yes, I definitely say it's illogical, but also the facts are not accurate. The messenger RNA technology is already here for a couple of decades, and the efforts to introduce it into a vaccine are also continuing for around a decade or more. The success within the last 10 months has to do with the fact that the best scientific laboratories and brains in the world were recruited and they acted under the premise that money is of no problem. I think your president, your living president, outgoing president, should be given credit for that. I mean, he influxed billions of dollars to the pharma, to the pharmaceutical companies, in order to expedite. So even factually, I wouldn't say that this is, you know, in Hebrew we have an expression, hachipazon me'asatan. 
Right. Uh, being hasty is uh, satanic. This is not true in this case. It's not so hasty. It's definitely not uh, satanic because it's well-based scientifically, and the technology was um, was uh, actually originated a couple of decades ago. Yeah, here we say haste makes waste, and I think it's uh, along, okay. the, along the same lines. Uh, Professor Halevi, we had a discussion on the air yesterday, and I'm wondering if you've heard or have uh, been involved in any of this research. Is there any recommendation for or against pregnant women taking the vaccine? Yes, so, you know, at the beginning, and the, the official document, I think even by the FDA, not to mention Moderna and Pfizer, said that because of the fact that there were not enough, or maybe not at all, pregnant women in the phase three uh, clinical trials of uh, Pfizer and Moderna, so we cannot give it to pregnant women. In the meantime, in the last couple of weeks, uh, I mean, scientists from all over the world said that, again, logically, first of all, we know that uh, uh, it does not affect the embryo. And uh, it is illogical not to give it to pregnant women. So as opposed to regular people, I would understand hesitant pregnant women to get the vaccine. But the official notification by the Ministry of Health through for day before yesterday is that it is safe for pregnant women, and the, the guidelines for the Israeli uh, healthcare uh, providers, the four kupot cholim, is that any pregnant woman who wants it should get it. So I believe there is consensus among the scientific community that it is safe for pregnant women as well. I don't know if you have the statistics in front of you. What percentage of Sharet Tzedek staff, especially those who are directly involved, in medical situations have already been vaccinated. Yeah, of course I have the statistic. By this evening, we will finish over 1,000 employees. And that would be around what percentage? Finish of vaccinating, not finish the employees, of course. <laughs> right. And that would be about what percentage of the total employees that you need to vaccinate? We, we have, we have 4,500 employees, but we started with the staff that's in direct contact with uh, COVID-19 patients. These are around 250. Then we opened it to everyone. We have uh, five stations where we give every 15 minutes uh, to another one. We have a capacity to do around 300 a day, and we are doing 1,000 within three days. Is any of the uh, Are any of the protocols in the hospital going to change as more and more people are vaccinated? Will we see less protective equipment uh, on staff members? Will we uh, open up the doors to more visitations by friends and relatives? Is, is a lot going to change while this all goes on, or it's going to be a while before any policy changes? I think it's going to be a while. First of all, we really have to be sure that uh, a large percentage, someone, something like 85% of uh, the uh, employees are vaccinated. And uh, the second issue is that the jury is still out about whether a vaccinated person can infect others from viruses that accumulate in the mucosa of his nose when he's infected, maybe when he's outside the hospital or inside the hospital. Right. He himself could not get the disease because he got the vaccine, but he may infect others. Again, the jury is still out about that. The assumption is that after further research, 
that is done all over the world, we will find these people, the vaccinated people, non-infective. But this is not sure. And as long as this is not definite, we will definitely not change policy. Has any of the under age 21 population of Israel been vaccinated yet? Only those with uh, severe background diseases like, uh, you know, juvenile diabetes that we call today type 1. It's not called anymore juvenile. But those with uh, type 1 diabetes and and uh, severe background diseases, uh, heart malformation and so on, all the rest, um, uh, people are people in, uh, in closed uh, institutions, uh, in, in uh, dormitories uh, where they not, don't go out, you know, people with special needs, but uh, healthy under 20 were not vaccinated yet. They, are, they will be the last. I mean, this is good. But it will be very quickly in Israel because, really, thanks to our government, I don't know if it's Bibi Netanyahu himself or officially the ministry, this is also controversial, <laughs> but to lead to it that Israel will have in December 4 million vaccines and through January and February for the rest of the population, this is an unbelievable achievement. And I'm very proud in my government for this. After criticizing them at the beginning of this interview, I must finish with a good remark. Do you have any idea about other Middle Eastern countries? Are they even close to the numbers of vaccines that Israel is going to have very soon? No, definitely unaware of it. I haven't heard about any one of our neighbors getting the vaccines. I mean, uh, nowhere but uh, U.S., Britain, and uh, Israel. Maybe I heard Canada, too, but few Western countries got the vaccine in December. I guess most of them will get them gradually during the first quarter or first half of 21. And what is this going to do to the nursing home population? There is a relatively large nursing home and nursing home type facility population in Israel. I'm assuming that they are now in the midst of being vaccinated, that they are priorities? Yeah, they are highest priority. Many of them were vaccinated. There there need to be more uh, explanation to these um, uh, to this population, say, I myself was invited by Ramot Tamir. It's a nursing home, quite a large nursing yeah. home with a few hundred uh, yeah, we know Tamir, tenants yeah. in, in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the owner is a board member of Sharet Tzedek, a very uh, distinguished board member, Mr. Hillel Leibovich. Right. And he invited me to lecture in Hebrew and English in order to convince uh, the tenants there to be vaccinated, including people in their 90s. I must tell you that I had many, many questions there that showed some skepticism. I hope I was able to dissipate most of the skepticism. So this is a real game changer. I mean, in a period of weeks, nursing homes in Israel can can operate normally, most likely, or at least the way they remember operating. Absolutely. Again, I'm not sure they will operate normally in terms of allowing many more right. people to come. Right. Needless to say that all the caregivers have right. to be vaccinated, and they are being vaccinated, including foreign employees. Uh, so again, because of the reasons that I mentioned before, I'm not sure that the nursing homes will be open to the public, which is very, very important, right. because seclusion is very bad for these uh, uh, elderly people. Uh, I think the visitation uh, 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 rules will not change so soon, definitely not before we will know for sure that a vaccinated person cannot be contagious. So as much as we would love for you 
to breathe a sigh of relief because, hey, there's a vaccine and, and a large percentage of your employees are being vaccinated and hopefully life in the hospital will be a little bit more normal. Because of this third wave, you really can't look back and breathe that sigh of relief yet, right? This, the, the hospital kill, still has the potential to be stretched to the maximum over the next few weeks. Hard to believe that to the maximum. This morning we have 74 COVID-19 patients. Uh, 12 of them are on uh, respirators. Right. Uh, there are another 20 that are in what we call severe to critical situation. I hope most of them will survive. This is not a number that overwhelm our resources here at Sharai Tzedek. To give you an example, we have 128 respirators. Only 38 are in use this morning. Wow. So we are far from bringing stress to capacity, but uh, it's an unfortunate wave. It definitely prevents a sigh of relief right now, right. but it does not prevent me from counting the days that elapsed since I got the vaccine 72 hours ago. See, I'm counting the hours, yep. not the days. <laughs> uh, in, order, in order to be levarech al mugmar, to be right. sure that uh, I'm, uh, I have the full uh, quantity of antibodies, which will happen a week after the second shot, uh, three and a half weeks from now. Right. Bezrat Hashem. All right. So uh, you're basically saying, Nahum, I could see you in Jerusalem if you just take the vaccine. I guess I have to step up my efforts and uh, try to get that vaccine as soon as possible. It'll only lead to me getting to Israel uh, uh, sooner rather than later. Well, I don't know how you will get my remark, but I believe there is more chance that I will see you in New York by the end of January <laughs> that you will see me unless you got the vaccine already. Right. I haven't gotten it yet, but I was wondering, you know, that we, sh we should mention it's the end of the year, and a lot of people out there love supporting Shari Tzedek Medical Center. I am sure that you will join me in reminding everybody that this is a very, very good time to support your amazing institution because you, I assume, financially have been stretched in 2020. I can't imagine that this pandemic has not really given the hospital some real financial challenges. Absolutely. And we told you subjectivity, there is no better cause. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and I know you're being as objective as possible. Uh, <laughs> Professor Yonatan Alevi, Tadaraba, thanks so much for joining us this morning. You're most welcome, Sorotovot. Sorotovot is right. Professor Yonatan Alevi, longtime director general, now president of Shari Tzedek Medical Center. He's got the facts and the stats and everything at his fingertips. And it's amazing speaking to him. And what an update from Israel. I don't think we've had, I'm serious now, I don't think we've had one, one positive and optimistic conversation about COVID since it started on the air. That one could really say was optimistic and positive. I don't think we've had one. Maybe at the end of the first wave, when the summer began, maybe all of us thought that things were dissipating. Maybe then. This was really the first serious, positive, optimistic conversation about COVID-19 that we've had. And to hear that 25% of the employees at Shari Tzedek are already vaccinated and that Israel could be in the millions soon and that travel will likely open up for anybody who has a vaccine. And to hear Professor Alevi, who is such a genius in the world of medicine, Tell us why we shouldn't be skeptical about the vaccine. All that together, um, very, very promising as we end the calendar year. Very, very promising. And check out the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center on, uh, online. American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center. 
I know uh, we might think he was being subjective, but objectively it is an amazing cause, and they do great work and save our people on a daily basis. More coming up. You're listening to a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web, and NachumSingle.com, and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Big thank you to everybody who helped us yesterday during Giving Tuesday, our Giving Tuesday. Much appreciated. Give your year-end donation at fjbunity.org. <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. with uh, Lipa and B. Positive. Nothing like being positive. Uh, you saw a word ago before that with Kivinu. You heard Mordechai Ben David in there with Imana Neely Mealy. Um, did we miss a song? I think we missed one, right? Uh, let's see. Oh, no, I think we got them in order. Yeah, we got them in order. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Big thank you to everybody who helped us out during uh, Giving Tuesday yesterday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A lot of great guests with a lot of wonderful comments about this show and about this network. Um, if you have not yet given your year-end donation, remember it's already the 23rd of December. And you could do so by going to uh, fjbunity.org. Again, that's fjbunity.org. And, of course, we thank you for that. Um, our friends at Makar Disability Services uh, meet all the residential, therapeutic, social, medical, developmental, and spiritual needs of individuals with developmental and intellectual disabilities, and they do quite a good job at it. We've discussed their work many, many times on this show, both when they were Women's League and then eventually Makar. And coming up on the 3rd and 4th of January, and I am uh, privileged to be part of this broadcast on the 4th, third, because I'll be doing the tail end of their big campaign, uh, they're going to be doing a, a charity campaign, uh, which will be uh, charity.com slash Makar. Again, that's Sunday and Monday, the 3rd and 4th of January. And join us, everybody, because that night we'll be doing and hosting the uh, big finale for Makar. And when you have an opportunity, check out the website, uh, macordisabilityservices.org. They have been, uh, they've been there for, for people in great need in our community for a long, long time. And that website will give you a good perspective. And we look forward to uh, bringing that to you on uh, Monday night, the 4th of January. Should be a um, stellar event as these... Uh, end of the um of the uh, crowdfunding campaigns often are i got this note on uh, on sunday night and i feel terrible i was supposed to do it monday morning and i brought it along with me to do it on tuesday and i forgot and then this morning baruch hashem i didn't forget so <laughs> so a uh, listener cena down in florida says uh, mazal tov to aaron yeshaya gifter of staten island who just celebrated his 18th birthday Shia, we're so proud of you and wish you a great year ahead. We love you tons, and we especially love your smile. It still lights up the room every time. Happy, happy birthday and many more in good health, and that's with much love <clears throat> from Bubby and Zadie, Florida, who, of course, we know as Listener Cena and Mr. Listener Cena. And monumentally special wishes for a very happy birthday going out to the one and only Abba Zadie and Elta Zadie, or by Ira Eisenman, also known as Mr. Listener Cena of North Miami Beach, who celebrates the big day this Wednesday, that would be today. Happy birthday, Ira. Wishing you a wonderful day and many more years in good health so we can keep driving you crazy. How are we doing so far? We don't really want the answer. With much love from the Gansa gang, the Gifter, Friar, Schreiber, and Rosen families, and of course, Listener Cena, who's wishing Mr. Listener Cena a very, 
very happy birthday, as are we. Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM. Shalom, 
ברוך מנביאים זה מוישה, המשובח שממלוכים זה דוביא, אטומוי ציקור למה, המשובח בנביאים זה מוישה, המשובח שבמלוכים זה דוד. את מועיץ כל מה שיעשו מוישה, עושו.
He calls it Nigun Shimshon, Yitzhak Fuchs, JM in the AM. World on fire, world on fire before that with the Moshav band and Matisyao. You heard Moshe David. Shragi Gestetner had that one. Tfilat Kohanim, brand new. Aryeh Kunstler and Benny Friedman introduced at the Amudim event. and An amazing song. Aryeh Kunstler did it unplugged for us yesterday. Solo unplugged for us yesterday. Um, during our uh, five-hour broadcast from Woodmere. Thank you, R.E.A. Kunstler. One of the big highlights of yesterday's show. Key here, Beso is done by Ruby Bennett. Cloudy skies, high of 44. We're at 60 now in Yerushalayim and 38 here in New York City. As we say good morning here at JM in the AM, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy a 10% discount on all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net and promo code with promo code radio. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and A&H products are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. And speaking of promo code radio, you know what I'm about to say. Remember, remember right now, go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio for the brand new book about Rav Shlomo Gissinger. Uh, use promo code radio for the brand new Nishmas book. Use promo code radio for dinner done. Use promo code radio for the illustrated Tehillim. Use promo code radio for Rabbi Mintz's Ask the Rabbi. Use promo code radio for Rabbi Bamberger's Great Jewish Journeys. Use promo code radio for Rabbi Gladstein's The Light and the Splendor. Use promo code radio for the story of Rav Belsky, as told uh, by uh, Etty Goldstein. Use promo code radio for Hamafteach by Daniel Redder. Use promo code radio for Rabbi Spiro's book about Rav Kalevsky. Use promo code radio at artscroll.com. 20% off, no minimum, and free shipping. 20% off, no minimum, free shipping. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. <laughs> Think that message is resonating? I hope so. It's an important message for those who like to save money. Hey, the chairman of our Dubai trip, Ralph Rosenbaum, was with us yesterday with big reminders about end-of-year uh, taxes and end-of-year um, you know, stuff you need to know for the end-of-year. Um, the benefits that the federal government and state government gives to one who's very careful about how they spend their money toward the end of the year. One of his recommendations, actually, was to uh, give to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Anyway, if you'd like to utilize his services or consult with him on anything he spoke about yesterday, 1-800-TAX-CPA2, 1-800-TAX-CPA2, or taxcpa2.com. Again, that's taxcpa2.com for information. A big shout-out to our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange, Aaron's Casino Farms, casinofarms.com. Um, Aaron's West Orange, aaronswestorange.com. An amazing shopping experience, great specials, wonderful weekly circular to give you a, a perspective on what you need to know before you walk into the store. And just everything you need under one roof. That's what it's all about. So in Queens, you want to stop by Aaron's Casino Farms. In New Jersey, you want to go to Aaron's West Orange and take advantage of their unique shopping experience. It's a good one, and one that I think you'll find enjoyable, organized, and easy. And isn't that what you want every shopping experience to be? Enjoyable, organized, and easy? I know that's what I pray for every time I walk into a store. <laughs> Wednesday morning, JM and the AM. Well, that's, you know, what can I tell you? That's the most important thing as far as I'm concerned. Wednesday morning, JM and the AM. This is a... Uh, this is a selection from uh, from um, 
Joey Newcomb. It's one of the songs that made it into the Amudim event the other night. B'nai HaMelech is next on a Wednesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. The Dan Notzach, done by Eighth Day. Uh, B'nai Amelech before that with Joey Newcomb. You heard Nigon Shimshon done by Yitzhak Fuchs here at JM in the AM. Uh, many of you are aware of the fact that the One Israel Fund has a great event coming up on Tuesday night. Uh, I am honored to be hosting it. It's essentially the tail end of their incredible uh, online event to spend 36 hours and raise $360,000 for their goal uh, to continue helping the communities of uh, Yudan Shomron. And um, it'll feature Elizabeth Savetsky, God Elbaz, Naftali Bennett, Caroline Glick. It'll honor Dr. Emmer Laskin and Bart Baum. It'll, um, it'll honor Amichai Luri, our good friend from the Shiloh Winery, Rebecca and Gabe Boxer, Gloria and Morris Grobe of Blessed Memory, with their award being accepted by the Grobe, Oppenheimer, and Pollock families. Uh, also, the Yadid Yesha awardees, Hannah, Talia, Molly, Isabella, and, uh, and Ariel, 12th graders at SKA Halb High School for Girls, will be honored as well. Information, oneisraelfund.org slash are one oneisraelfund.org slash are one And again, it happens on Tuesday, the 29th of December. Eve Harrow is with us, uh, Director of Tourism for One Israel Fund, and somebody who's been so involved in so many great causes and organizations uh, for the benefit of Judea and Samaria. And she is with us live from Israel. Eve, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, I've missed you. How's it going? You know, I was wa- <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to yell at me for not being in Israel for the last year. After all, I have a pretty good ex- no. I have a pretty good excuse this time around. You usually you put the <laughs> usually you put the hammer down on us, those of us who neglect getting to Israel fast enough. <laughs> a world pandemic. That's what it took to not get you here this year. Crazy stuff. Uh, crazy but, stuff is but right. We're managing. We're, we're we are doing what we do here, even though it's. Awfully quiet without the tourists, I have to say. I can imagine. Especially I can imagine. My tourists and I are uh, are just waiting, waiting for people to come back. But you know, we're busy here. A um, lot of stuff going on. A lot of the archaeological sites and the tourist sites are being fixed up and redone. Herodian just reopened last week with like the whole theater in the back. I can't wait to take people around Gushetzion again. It's just a whole other. One second, and, and we're having trouble hearing you because you're breaking up a bit, but I, but this is important. In other words, in all seriousness, the pandemic gave an opportunity to both archaeologists and those responsible for renovating certain sites and tourist attractions to do so? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. That's... We don't sit on our hands here in Israel. Yeah, you know, that. after the first couple months when people realized this wasn't going away so quickly, so you have archaeological sites, as I said, that are fixing up. You have museums that anyhow nobody was coming, so they're using time to refurbish and renovate. The one by Jaffa Gate is going through a whole thing, um, new entrance, everything. Yeah, we're taking advantage. I, I'm back in school. I'm studying for an MA in Land of Israel Studies and Archaeology, so I can shoot even more information out of my tourists um, when they come back here. And One Israel Fund, which is, you know, I'm so totally involved with now. Um, also, we are, you know, we're still out there. We've got an incredible group of donors who realize this is the time where also things can get done. And so we've got parks going up and mikvaot and sports fields that have been refurbished. We just opened a dance studio in Itamar last week. Wow. Uh, this is so important for our audience to know. For those who think that the One Israel Fund, as one example of great organizations uh, in Israel, if you think that they've been sitting on their hands, as Eve just described, Parks, mikvaot, sports fields, 
uh, and God knows how many other facilities are now uh, either in progress or have been completed because or during this COVID-19 pandemic. So for those who are wondering, uh, is this a cause that really needs help during a pandemic? The answer is 100% yes. And if I remember, Eve, correctly, this this get-together, this actual uh, you know, in-person dinner was literally postponed right at the beginning of COVID. Like, I, I think One Israel Fund actually had this planned and had to move the event, and now it ends up being a virtual one. Yeah. We did, but we've got these unbelievable honorees, and we can't just leave them in the lurch. Pandemic is not an excuse, so we still want to honor them and the incredible things that they've done for us over the years. And I'm going to be in there, a video a couple weeks ago, with Amichai Luria in his winery, wow. eating some awesome lamb that he made. And I didn't like lamb, and it was like down to the bone. So uh, definitely involved with that. But you know, I just wanted to give your audience maybe some like food for thought. Because sure. one of the things that we've been doing here is not just putting parks and mikvahs and changing communities because then more people move in, and that makes such because everyone knows the area is always in the headlines. Over half a million people live here now, but they can't live here if they don't have the daily needs met. And obviously security, which is a very big thing they're, they're doing. But one of the things that I've been doing the last couple of months is also reaching out to some of the ultra-Orthodox communities in Judean Samaria. Because as we know, there's been some tension here in Israel between the ultra-Orthodox community because of COVID and right. closed society and all this kind of stuff. I know it's been going on in the States as well. Right. And what? And there are many groups of the ultra-Orthodox who realize that they are more Zionist than people think. That it is maybe not as easy for them to express in their larger city. And they have been coming out to live in the establishment run. We just finished Inmate Side, which is on the eastern edge of Gush Etzion, right near the Herodian that I mentioned. We just finished helping them expand their girls' school part of the girls' school yard with an awning. I've got a meeting up in Manuel in the Shamran, another ultra-Orthodox community, in a couple of weeks, because we can change things quietly here as well by making these communities more attractive for them. They come out and they've said to me, listen, we didn't do the army, we didn't participate in the state in other ways that maybe people were upset with us for, but this is where we're going to make our mark. We're going to come out here, we're going to come out to Judean Samaria, we're going to build our communities, raise our total learning children in these communities, anywhere the Jews sit, the Arabs can't encroach, and we see it on a daily basis, what's going on here in areas, seeing how the Arabs are just building everywhere, and they are making an impact as well. And this is a quiet thing, well now it isn't anymore because I just told you, but this is something that when Israel Fund punches above its weight in that way. So it's not just helping a community with a, with a donation and putting something up, but it's also encouraging different sectors of Israeli society to come out, to live together, to make a difference. It is so much more than it looks. And wow. it's really a great thing to be a part of that. And we've got all these initiatives. I've been doing virtual tours. I think we've done 16 or 17, uh, going into communities, interviewing somebody who lives there, who's doing something, working with at-risk kids, throwing some of the ancient spices that were mentioned in the Bible or in the Qatar. And since people can't be here, so really been trying to bring Israel, Yudav Shamran, out to them. We're doing webinars also with some people who are really policymakers and sharing their ideas on what's happening here. So even though physically... Our incredible group of donors cannot be here and can't be on the buses with me, getting all excited about seeing everything. We're doing what we can to keep the connection, but it all depends on our donors. I mean, we can't do these projects unless people partner with us, 
And that's why next week is so very important and why I hope really that your listeners get involved because they can make a huge difference. It doesn't seem like it, but they can make a huge difference here, even with a small donation. The One Israel Fund never disappoints in the area of the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. And I remind everybody here in the U.S., we have a change coming in the in the White House and we know that the current administration has been relatively friendly to all areas of Israel. We have a change in the White House coming. Let's let's make sure Judea and Samaria is as strong as ever and just continues to grow and get stronger. Uh, we invite you to join us. Eve Harrow joins me in asking everybody to be part of it. Oneisraelfund.org slash we are one. Oneisraelfund.org slash we are one get your donations in get your reservations in it'll be tuesday night 8 p.m this coming tuesday night 8 p.m 36 hours to reach the goal of 360,000. it'll feature elizabeth savetsky god elbaz naftali bennett caroline glick an amazing list of honorees that we just told you about earlier and both young and old and um and everyone out there especially this audience we're counting on you to make this a successful event and let everybody who leads the one israel fund uh, continue their work even during COVID-19. Oneisraelfund.org slash we are one. Oneisraelfund.org slash we are one. Eve Harrow, Todaraba, continued Thank success. Chazak v'yemat. And we look forward to uh, seeing everything on Tuesday. Amen. We're all in this together. That Take is... care, Nachum. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you so much. And that's an understatement. We're all in this together. That's the message I hope I've been able to communicate over all these decades. We are all in this together. We must feel that way, and we must act that way. And thank you, Scott Feltman, and everybody at uh, One Israel Fund for including me in that event Tuesday night. It's an honor. It is an honor to um, to anchor uh, what's going to be happening Tuesday night online, and I hope everybody joins us for what's going to be an informative and really special event. There's nothing like connecting to Judea and Samaria. And we have not been able to connect for so long now, for so long. It is so, so crazy. More coming up. What is today? Wednesday at JM in the AM. Sofa kol mitna kezelai, 
עניין של זוויות. אני לא מבין רמזים אולי, צבעים ואותיות. מבט חטוף אל עצמי ודי, רק לא עולה להסתכל. מה שבפנים כבר בפנים ידי, קוראים לזה רגל. מתי אלמד לבחור נכון להאמין, לראות שטוב, בלי להביט שוב Come 
Achena Israel and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners, sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Wednesday here at JM and the AM. Don't forget year-end giving by going to fjbunity.org and supporting our efforts. Again, fjbunity.org, and we thank you, and thanks everybody for making yesterday's uh, Giving Tuesday such a success. Uh, plenty coming up all day long, including Avrami's live lunch between 11 and 1. Make sure to be tuned in. And tomorrow's Thursday, you know what that means. It means a full great day of programming here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.